Hello and welcome to Design Break Podcast, a podcasting experience designed to help you break into the creative world, grow your career, and push your potential as a creative professional. I'm your host, Rocky Rourke, and I'm here to help you accomplish all of that. So let's get started. Hey, podcast family. Hope you guys are having a great day. Welcome back to another episode of Design Break Podcast. I'm your host, Rocky Rourke, and today we're embarking on a journey through the evolving landscape of creative careers. As we navigate the twists and turns of the design world, we find ourselves at a pivotal point, the transformation of our career paths. Picture this. Start your creative journey in one discipline, say branding. But over time, your passions and the market needs guide you to a new horizon, perhaps as a product designer or an illustrator. It's a path not just of growth, but of transformation. Today, we're going to explore why and how creatives navigate these changing seasons in their careers. But before we dive into these career metamorphoses, let's take a moment and appreciate Creative South. Now, you all might have uh, checked out the last couple of episodes. We have two-part uh, episode where I interview uh, Mike Jones, the founder of Creative South. Definitely go check that out, episode 60 and 61. You will not want to miss it. But I just wanted to, to say, you know, once again, Creative South is not just a conference. It's a hub of creativity, of collaboration and inspiration. So join us at Creative South 2024, where you can connect, grow, and get inspired by a community of like-minded creatives. It's an experience I treasure every single year. Make sure to be a part of it. Head over to www.creativesouth.com for more information and to buy your ticket today. Now let's dive into our main theme of today, the evolution of creative careers. And it's honestly a fascinating journey marked not just with skill development, but also with shifts in interest, market trends, and personal aspirations. We'll examine the catalyst that prompt these career transitions from the allure of new technologies to the search for fresh creative challenges. How does one successfully navigate from being a graphic designer to a digital illustrator or from a web designer to a user experience expert? We'll explore these paths, shedding light on these strategies that help creatives adapt and thrive in an industry that's as dynamic as it is diverse. So we start our journey in the world of creativity where Passions and trends are ever-changing. Many of us begin in one discipline, like graphic design or branding. That's where I began. I began as a graphic artist when I was in high school, and then I moved into branding when I graduated college, only to find ourselves drawn to another, like UX design or illustration. The evolution is natural in our ever-progressing industry of creativity. Now, A lot of us, a lot of creative professionals, or actually in general, a lot of people in the world, they think that you have to stick to one specific career path. If you want to be an engineer, you're going to stick to engineering. You might diverge a little bit here and there, but you're going to stick to one specific career path. With creativity, with design, that's not necessarily true. If we look at my own career path, I started off, as I said, as a graphic artist, as a graphic designer, working in a print shop at the age of 16, 17, uh, going on to do a bunch of freelance projects before and after that, all through college while I was doing my studies, 
I was still working as a functional designer and illustrator, doing a lot of freelance projects. By the time I graduated, though, I went from being a graphic designer and illustrator to being a brand designer, working at a design studio out of Savannah, Georgia called Focus Lab. And honestly, while I was there, like I learned a lot. I transitioned from just being a graphic designer to being someone who crafted brands, someone who designed logos. And let me tell you, I designed a lot of logos almost every single day. It was a very production uh, heavy uh, job, but you know what? Honestly, it taught me so much. From there, I went on to move to San Diego where I worked as a UI UX designer at a web agency who basically did uh, marketing sites. They also did uh, product design. And honestly, they tried to, to uh, convert me to product design. I was not a big fan of it. I still to this day, I'm not the biggest fan. I have insights into it from my own personal experiences, but it's not, it was not for me. It was a path that I decided not to take. So I decided to stay on that path of uh, web design, creating marketing sites, uh, and at the same time, still doing branding, still doing a lot of illustration. So I had multiple forks going on within my path. From there, I decided to start my own business. And for the first few years of Blue Cyclops, we were pretty much an illustration studio. We did probably about 95% of all of our work was illustration based. There wasn't really any graphic design. There wasn't uh, branding. There was definitely no web design, uh, even though we did share insights as we created illustrations. But you can kind of see how, like, how things kind of branched off over time. And so now we're at the point where Blue Cyclops is technically going to be turning uh, eight years old this year in, in August. And now we're at the point where we are doing a lot less illustration. We're doing more branding, more web design, design support, creating design systems. So there's a lot of things that kind of have progressed. And that's how my career has progressed as well. And so a lot of times creatives think that they have to stay within one specific lane or that they should niche down to one specific professional skill, right? A lot of people think that you, if you uh, want to have a freelancing career, you should stick to one specific skill like branding or illustration or web design. I am of the school that you should never niche down that much. In fact, if you're going to, you know, niche down, then what you want to do is you want to stick to maybe uh, two or three options. Keep your options open and allows you to bring in uh, more work than just specializing in one specific one. At least that is my suggestion to younger professionals, to uh, younger freelancers, uh, is to definitely keep that open mind because you never know which one you're really going to specialize in, which people are going to come to you for. You know, all of this being said, this is my own personal experience, right? If we look at that career path again, right? Graphic designer, branding designer, web designer, illustrator, and now we'll say we'll go in as far as we'll go to art director, creative director. You can see that career path, you know, progressing. You can see like how during that whole time, I was still doing other skills. I wasn't just focusing on one specific skill, but I was focusing on multiple uh, skills. And so over time, you're going to branch out. You're going to change. You're going to shift things over time. There are going to be times where you uh, lose your job, where you get laid off. You might get fired. Uh, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you pick yourself up and keep moving forward. But you might find that where you're working one day as a branding designer, then your company has layoffs or you're working in-house somewhere as a, a product designer and there's layoffs. And so then you're without a job. And so, you know, sometimes you have to shift the way 
that you uh, prioritize your career or shift the skill set that you focus on. So you might get laid off as a branding designer and then you go on and find a job as a web designer. As long as you have that skill set beforehand or the ability to learn quickly, that's okay. You know, and so in those instances, you're pivoting, you're changing the trajectory of career. And so those are things that you kind of have to keep uh, top of mind when you're going through all of this is that your career path is not linear. It is not linear. It is for, it forks like crazy throughout your entire career. And it will always do that. It will always change over time. Now, if you are one of those lucky individuals, which is very few and far in between, um, if you're one of those creatives who have been able to stay in the one specific you know, skill set field, you know, you've been able to be a branding designer your entire career. You've been able to be an illustrator your entire career. Good for you. It's not the path for everyone. A lot of people have to pivot and change, especially in this day and age where we are seeing so many companies laying people off. We're seeing so many people trying to find jobs in this job market and they're not being successful. And that's because they don't know how to pivot or change or evolve. And so that's what we kind of have to do as creatives. Now, if we look at that, a lot of that, especially with my own career, has been more external factors, right? Let's actually talk just about personal interests. You know, the things that we are interested in that kind of shape our career and shape how we are going to tackle things in the future. So for instance, let's say that you graduate college as a designer. Um, you get your first job and uh, we're going to go with web design. And that was something that you were really passionate about. You're really fired up to do. And after two or three years in the industry, you're like, you know what? I actually like doing illustration. I like doing the illustrated parts of the websites more than I like to do the actual web design itself. In that instance, you're kind of taking your personal interests and you can take that and kind of help that to form your career. So instead of continuing as a web designer, you decide, you know what? I'm going to do illustration. The personal interest in uh, kind of influencing your career path, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that because honestly, if you are focusing on something that you're passionate about, the clients are going to see it. The bosses are going to see it. And so they're going to want you. They're going to want your services more so than you just doing the same thing, just drudging along like click, 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 click. Oh God, this is boring day in and day out. Trust me, I've been there. Uh, so I completely understand that. If you are, you know, considering a career change, right? Which is what we're talking about there, right? Going from web design to illustration, what you should always do is consider holding on to a little bit of that previous career path. So for instance, if you're going to start off as an illustrator, a freelance illustrator, focus on web design as your main clientele. So you have experience as a web designer. You know how it works. You know what people are looking for. You know what they're um, expecting of illustrators. And so you can then market yourself as uh, a illustrator for web design. Uh, instead of going after, let's say, illustration spreads in magazines, you're focusing specifically on illustrations with web design because you know it. It's something that you've worked with in the past. It's something that you understand. And honestly, it's going to give you a leg up over other illustrators who are breaking into that and who are trying to do more work for web. And I'll be honest with you, for those of you out there who are illustrators, creating illustrations for web and for branding is definitely way more lucrative than magazines or uh, children's books. I can guarantee it. Um, 
generally from what I've seen, and this is just my own observations, if you are an illustrator doing an uh, illustration for a magazine, depending on your skill set, depending on your name, because it, it really does matter who you are and the work that you've done, um, you're looking at something as low as $50 for an illustration for a magazine to at most maybe around two to 3000 but you have to be one of those big giant name illustrators who've been doing it for 20 years who have connections and that are in demand for magazines. You're going to be looking at lower like 50 to maybe $500 max. Uh, and that's probably looking for a bigger spread versus when you're doing illustrations for a website, illustrations for a website are completely different where an illustration uh, for a website, depending on the client could be between 200 to a thousand dollars per illustration depending on the complexity of it. If it's just a small spot illustration, which just goes next to like a block of text, you know, you're looking probably about 200 to to $300 per illustration. But if we look at that and we look at most websites, they usually have on each page between one to three illustrations or spot illustrations. And so that slowly adds up. And if you get a job where you're creating illustrations for a full website, instead of, you know, one or two illustrations, you're looking at probably about 15, 20, 25 illustrations, all of that adds up and you're looking at much bigger projects. Just want to throw that quick little example in there for those of you who are thinking about, uh, you know, uh, jumping into illustration full time. But looking at that example again, you know, you go from web design to illustration and you still bring with you some of your experience from that. Uh, another example of this would be, let's say, that you were working as an in-house uh, designer for uh, some sort of SaaS company uh, and you were working predominantly in marketing. Well, if let's say you get laid off or you decide to go out on your own, then utilize that. Utilize your experiences from that career path working as a designer in marketing and utilize it on your own. When you're working, like focus on targeting marketing clients, focus on targeting things like that. And so the important thing is, you know, here is that career paths will change. But you know what? Every little bit that we learn from our previous careers, uh, career paths, our career experiences, those are the things that are going to push us forward. And those are going to things that lead us down other roads and other great opportunities overall. For my instance, when uh, I took a break from working for myself in 2021 to 2022, I basically went through and decided to uh, learn what I could. I worked in-house at a marketing or in-house at marketing department of a SaaS company, which is why I use that example. Uh, and then I was um, an art director for brand and marketing at a Bitcoin company. And so I was able to see what both of those companies, which are very different, what they needed, like what was their marketing needs? What was their brand needs? And it allowed me to then develop when I uh, was uh, laid off, it allowed me to develop a specific product that I've now done for, I believe, two other clients uh, besides them. Uh, and it is creating a design system for marketing a brand. This is something that not a lot of people think about when they think about design systems. They think about uh, doing it for uh, product design and web design, but they don't think about all the other touch points that it could be used for. That's a quick little free tip for all of you out there who are looking at uh, expanding your services, design systems for marketing and brand. I'm giving it to you for free. Enjoy. But you know, you see that these things help to evolve your career path and expand upon your career path. Because if I didn't have those experiences, then the path that I would go on from go on from there wouldn't have pushed me to where I am today. So 
definitely think about that as you're uh, growing your career. For those of you who are wanting to break into a new industry that you've never worked in before, and, and there are plenty of you out there, especially those of you who are hunting for jobs, for those of you who are trying to find clients but not finding them in your specific uh, industry or career path, it's going to be challenging. You know, you will have to learn new skills. When I went from a branding designer to a web designer, I honestly had never designed a website. I had never designed any type of uh, landing page or anything. However, I did see people design websites. I was in meetings where people were sharing like the work that they were doing, the critique sessions, the client uh, pitches and proposals. And so I had that working knowledge in the back of my head, but it wasn't something that I was necessarily um, utilizing or implementing in my paths. What I had to do is the first uh, three or four months that I worked at this web agency in San Diego is I had to learn. I had to push myself and learn as much as I could about doing web design, um, about doing product design, which I hated. And I ended up telling them, listen, I just want to do marketing sites. Don't make me go back to product, please. All the power to you product designers out there. I wish I, I could deal with it. It's just, to me, it's, it's boring. But the thing is, is that you have to really immerse yourself in the skill development process uh, when it comes to breaking into a new career path. You know, if you're going from branding to web design, you know, there's a lot that you have to learn. You know, I took a bunch of courses. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, but also the biggest thing was I did practice every single day. I did at least 30 minutes to 60 minutes of practice, uh, trying to hone my skills. And I was lucky enough to where the company I work for, they allowed for me to do that. You know, the first 60 minutes I was at work, I was going through and doing exercises, kind of learn and push my creativity. And then at the same time, even while I was still learning, I was still working on projects. I was still doing um, illustration work. I was doing branding work. Um, I was going through and being a part of meetings. Probably in that first three or four months, the best thing that I did was the fact that I was part of probably about 50 meetings, uh, if not more where I wasn't even on the project. I was just sitting there and I was observing like the client interaction. I was observing what um, the clients needed or wanted, um, or even just like how people present web design work. I saw the different transitions from V1 to V6, or in some cases, V13. It was crazy sometimes how many versions uh, or revisions were sometimes needed. I now know that that was poor, poor performance on the uh, internal side than it was on the client side, managing expectations and things like that. But you see very quickly how you learn all of this and how you can get through it. So take time. You know, if you're learning a new skill, expect the learning curve to be huge. You know, three to six months is how long you're going to have to take in order for you to uh, understand at least and be able to um, design and create in that specific skill set. So keep that in mind and don't get discouraged. You're going to have things that don't work out right. You're going to have failures and everything. It's okay. It's part of life. It's part of this entire process. And so the next thing that we also should just talk about is adaptability, right? We kind of already kind of touched on that a little bit, but we need to talk about adaptability and continuous learning, you know, in your creative field and other creative fields, because the biggest misconception that a lot of people think is that, uh, a successful designer, especially a successful senior designer or art director, creative director, they 
are at the point in their career where they don't have to learn. They don't have to push or learn new skills um, or exercise skills, right? They can just sit there and just be like, okay, I'm sipping my coffee. Let me look at this, this work today and everything. It's not true. I mean, there are plenty of creative directors, art directors, design directors, uh, and everything who start off as designers. They got to that point in their career, and now they just go through and critique people's work. And unfortunately, that is not the sign of a good art director, creative director, whatever you want to call it. Good management, design management. Uh, it is not. And so as creatives, even at the highest level, they need to exercise their creativity. They need to observe inspiration. They need to see the trends that are happening. Otherwise, they're going to end up just like college professors who basically have not worked in the field in years and who are giving out advice that might not even be correct. And the clients will see that. And that is not a good thing. So always be adapting. Always be continu always continuously learn. That is an essential trait in any creative field, especially during a creative shift, you know, the ability to adapt involves not only embracing new tools and technologies, but also being open to different creative philosophies as well. You know, there's a lot of things uh, out there. A good example for me is for years, I hated gradients. I never used them whatsoever. And now I find myself using them a lot more. And that's because of a shift in the industries and trends and everything where gradients are not just going from one color to the next. There's so much more. They're more fluid now than they ever were, at least when I was uh, first started off in design back in 2004. So it's been a long time since I first started. And so things change. My mindset had to change. And so always be open to that. Now, the last thing that we're kind of going to talk about here is going to be uh, kind of like how to successfully you know, transition in your career path and how to thrive after that transition. And so one thing that you want to consider is you want to consider uh, networking. Networking is a powerful transition tool. It's a great way to find mentors, to ask advice from people. And so going to uh, networking events, going to conferences like Creative South, there we go. Oh yeah, we, we were able to plug that in there. Going to uh, creative conferences or going to AIGA events or something like that, engaging in the community you know, is one of the best ways for you to learn and to gain experience and to get firsthand you know, mentorship from other creative professionals in the industry that you are wanting. So network, you know, push yourself. I know sometimes a lot of creatives are introverts, push yourself, you know, break that, that bond and be an extrovert in reaching out to people and asking advice. It's one of the best things I've done my whole lot, my whole career. And honestly, if I didn't do it, I don't know where I would be today. Now, the next one we're going to talk about is the power of upskilling. Now, what does that even mean? Upskilling basically involves actively seeking opportunities to learn new skills and technologies pertinent to a new discipline. This means like basically going through and learning completely new skills. It goes back to always be, you know, learning and, and pushing yourself, but it's something that is very important. And so for instance, if you're working at uh, an agency or in-house somewhere and someone mentions like, let's say you want to get into motion graphics, right? You want to get into animation and they're like, you know, we, uh, we really need to, to think about for next quarter, uh, maybe implementing some animation or motion graphics in some of our marketing materials. This is a perfect opportunity for you to jump in and be like, hey, 
uh, I actually been wanting to learn this. Would it be okay if I went through and took a couple of courses on this and maybe tried my hand at it? If there's always the possibility that they will say no, but there's always the possibility that they will say yes. And sometimes even you'll be able to get your bosses to pay for that training if you're working for someone else. So definitely always try to push for upskilling. And the one last thing I'm going to talk about with upskilling is it not only enhances your technical abilities, but it also boosts your confidence, making the transition smoother and more effective in the long run. And the last thing that we're going to talk about here is embracing personal projects. Do not wait for someone else to give you an opportunity to try a new skill or to break into a new field. Do it yourself. Create personal projects, self-initiated projects, whatever you want to call it, side projects, side hustles. Create those things so that you can try out these, these new techniques, these new skills that you can learn from your mistakes, but also you can give, give yourself a platform by posting it on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Dribble, whatever, so that you have the ability to not only practice and to perfect these new skills, but you can also show people that you're doing this. Next thing you know, you have uh, people messaging like, oh, I didn't even realize that you did web design or, oh, I didn't realize that you could do animation. This is awesome. Let me, uh, I have a project on my plate um, that I need to, uh, to get done. You know, would you like to help out with it? You know, you never know what the opportunities can come from that. Now, as we conclude today's episode, I just want to say it's evident how dynamic and rewarding a creative career can be. You know, embracing change, continuous learning and adaptability are not just career strategies, they're paths to personal and professional growth. So if this episode, you know, resonated with you and sparked some ideas about your own uh, career evolution, I encourage you to share it with your network. You know, share with us feedback or thoughts or questions uh, in the notes here on YouTube or send us a DM on Twitter. We are always happy to answer questions. Um, I want to thank you all for joining me on this insightful journey. And remember, in the creative industry, every skill you acquire and every challenge you overcome enriches your professional tapestry. Stay tuned for more episodes of Design Break Podcast, where we'll continue to explore the vast landscape of creativity and innovation. Until next time, please always remember to stay passionate, stay positive, and stay creative. That's it for me, guys. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye.